Hey, it's Paul here again. Just a quick reminder that today's episode is one of our very first episodes that we recorded and released, and it's before we started using immersive storytelling techniques like sound design and music and narration. Now, of course, the story itself is very powerful and very relevant to today, but if you enjoy those types of elements like sound design and narration and music, then make sure to listen to some of our newer content that we've released as well. And now, on to the show. With everybody praying and, and sending in money and sending in cards, and they, they call me up and they text me and they email me and they Facebook me, and just like, I saw the beauty of the body of Christ. And it's just, I saw it in a real tangible way. It was, um, it's hard to describe what that did to me. I'm Paul Hastings, and you're listening to Compelled. Real people telling true stories about God's compelling love working in their lives. You're listening to episode 14 of our podcast, which is the second to last episode of our first season. So if this is your first time joining us, then I'd encourage you to listen to our other episodes as well. You'll hear from a former abortion clinic owner, a death row evangelist, an NFL Super Bowl champion, the president of the Southern Baptist Convention of Texas, and many more. On today's show, you'll hear from John Fornoff, a masterful storyteller who served as a writer for several Christian audio dramas, including The Extraordinary Adventures of G.A. Henty, Jonathan Park Audio Adventures, and Adventures in Odyssey. John has a great perspective on living life as an adventure that God is writing. You'll hear how God orchestrated events in John's life to lead him on the path of storytelling, as well as some of the unique challenges and miracles that he's encountered along the way. Well, hey, I am glad to be here today with John Fornoff in the studio. And uh, actually, John, you have uh, been a character that I've been following for quite some time, since my childhood, actually. <laughs> uh, I used to listen to Adventures in Odyssey every Sunday. And little did I know that the man behind the curtain for many of the episodes that I enjoyed was none other than John Fornoff yourself. Uh, would you mind just giving us a brief introduction of who you are and what you do? Oh, sure. And I, I like that you called me a character. That was That's interesting. So, uh, yeah, I'm John Fordoff, and I started uh, I started working with uh, radio drama way back when I was a kid, actually. But um, And I just, I just have this, for me, I see life as an adventure, like God, God's adventure. And, and just, I have found, learned, like that obedience unlocks the adventure. So that's kind of my life, and I, I'm blessed. Yeah. That, that is super exciting. Well, let's just kind of start with your, just tell us about you know your childhood. I know that there were some very important things that happened in your childhood. Tell us about that. Oh, sure. Um, I, you know, I don't have one of those testimonies, like I got, I got saved when I was three years old. Okay. So it's like, so I don't have this like amazing, like transformation, like, you know, when I was a little baby, I was like stealing diapers from the other babies and I wasn't like selling pacifiers in the black market, you know, it, and, yeah. and then I got saved, you know, it's not like that, you know, it's like, I was like, I was, th I was three, I was having a nightmare one night, scared to death. And I called for my mom and she came in and prayed for me. And she tar started talking about Jesus. And as she did started talking about Jesus, um, she said, you know, you can, you can have Jesus in your heart and just receive him in your heart. And I said, I want that. And then she thought about it. It's like, okay, he's three years old. You know, it's the kind of doing an internal dialogue. You know, he's, he's yeah. three, you know, it's just kind of young. And she just felt a prompting from the Lord just, just to go ahead. So she led me to the Lord and, and I told her, um, he's here. 
You know, I said that it's like, yeah, it, it like it took. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah. and since then, I've had a chance to reconfirm that. And that's really a story of his faithfulness. He has been with me th- since I was three and he has been just faithfully guiding my life. Yeah, that that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Tell us about the relationship you had with your dad and then how that kind of led you into audio drama. Sure. Um, my dad, my dad, and mom divorced when I was, I don't know, I guess I was five, something like that. So that was, that was painful to go through. But um, my dad um, would visit us on weekends. So he would pick us up on weekends and take, and, and we'd go back to his place. It was, this is in Pennsylvania. And what would, it's kind of cool. He was an amazing storyteller. I mean, people, everybody in the family loved my dad because he was like this amazing storyteller. And so uh, on the way home on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, it was like about, oh, it's about like a, I don't know, hour and a half, almost almost like a two-hour drive back home to where we, yeah. we were in, just north of Pittsburgh. And on the way back, uh, my sister and I, you know, we're little kids, you know, we're going, Daddy, Daddy, tell us a story, tell us a story. You know, we're on the edge of our seat, you know. He goes, hold on, hold on. And he's thinking, he's thinking, you know. And, and then he goes, once upon a time. And when he did that, dot, 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 <laughs> we all just like sat back in our seats and closed our eyes. It's like, and we took, he took us off on these amazing adventures, you know, and with these wild creatures or something, or usually starring a little boy and a little girl, you know, and yeah. he'd bring us right up to the climax of the story and the bad guys are coming, you know, and they're right on the edge of the cliff and they stop and look down and there's a steep gorge. And then he stopped he goes, what happened? He goes, hold on. And then he started, <laughs> he was like making it up as he's going, you know, and then he's like, Okay, and this happened, you know, and then he'd time it out. So riders were pulling in our gravel driveway. He would say, and they lived happily ever after. And so uh, all my life, I wanted to tell these stories. And one day he came home. He used used to work for General Electric. And he came home with this brand new technology. It's called the cassette tape machine. Back then, (laughs) they had these giant reels of tape, okay, on these giant machines, you know, reel-to-reel tape recorders. But back then, they decided to make it compact in, in like, this thing that could fit in your pocket. It was a compact cassette, and um, it was very expensive. But he brought it home one day, and he says, you know, you can record on this, and you can make your own stories. And he says, you know, back in my day, we used to listen to the Lone Ranger, you know, and Superman and the Shadow, you know. And he was talking about these old radio dramas. And he says, you yeah. know, you can make your own radio dramas. So he, uh, my dad takes me to the kitchen and he says, um, hey, come here, come here, come here. So I come, you know, and he turns on the faucet. He goes, okay, what's that? And I said, uh, dad, it's, uh, it's a faucet. He goes, no, it's a waterfall. It's like, oh, you can make your sound effects to go with your radio drama. So you can make sound effects to go like this, you know? And so I started doing my own, like, radio, I called them radio adventures, you know? Had my own superhero character, and he was a klutzy superhero character, kept running into walls and flying, you know, all kinds of ways. And um, I was just having a blast doing this, and I just just started recording all these adventures with my friends and I, and then I got a second uh, recorder, and I started doing, like, effects in the background. I started adding more and more, and I had multi-layer effects, echo effects, and I kept adding more and more and more. And you know what my dream was when I was a kid? I want hmm. to do radio drama. It's like, I want to do this the rest of my life. It's so fun. And there was only one problem. Uh, nobody was doing radio dramas anymore. They died in the 60s. It's like, it was dead. It's sort of like, yeah. you know, yeah, I told the story, you know, when I grow up, I want to become a telegraph operator. <laughs> That's good. I uh, got a little problem there. Uh, you know, they don't do that anymore. So yeah. fast forward. 
1987, November, um, this show called Adventures in Odyssey is born. And Dr. Dobson had this idea for, for a radio show, which people and all consultants were saying, it won't work. Kids have a short attention span. They won't listen to it. And they were wrong because <laughs> they love the show. So I started listening to it. It's like, wow, this is amazing. My mom introduced me to it. She said, you got to listen to this. And how and were you at this point? I was 26 at the time when I first heard it. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so I'm listening to the show and I'm loving it. It's like, wow, this is so well done. It's the quality of it, the quality of the show and all that. And, um, and so my dream was, to, you know, I don't do something with them. So in 1992... I headed out to Santa Fe, New Mexico, and on my way, while I was quote in the neighborhood, um, um, my friend decided, hey, why, why don't you go out there and visit Paul McCusker and all those guys are doing Adventures Honesty? You know, it's your show. So I talked to Paul McCusker, you know, and he said he, he, he didn't tell me at the time, but he was looking for writers. I didn't know that. So we just had this great conversation about radio drama. And, um, and so uh, I, I, they took me on this. They took me in the Foley room, which back then, uh, folks in the family was in a bank, and the Foley room was a bank vault. And they <laughs> and Mark Drury was there with all this like all this old reel to reel tape everywhere, and, and these they're supposed to represent bushes, you know, and and it's just and there's there are twigs all over the place and stuff, and I'm thinking I'm home. This is wonderful. So um, what happened was I wrote Paul some ideas for some stories, and he yeah. liked them. He liked them, and he kept encouraging me. This happened for f- over a period of five years. I was writing <laughs> ideas for him. You know, most people say, okay, uh, you know, you're kind of like, you know, done. My mom kept encouraging me. She says, I think there's something there for you. Keep keep going. Keep going. So I did. Yeah. Uh, then bottom line, I got invited to a writer's conference where they were inviting all kinds of new writers to come in and be part of Adventures in Odyssey. So they had this big thing. I bought my ticket and all that. And at the last minute, they canceled it. Mm. They said, oh, we're, we're not going to do it because we, did, we weren't pleased with the stuff and we're getting all, you know, all the kinds. Of, I said, I got a non-refundable ticket. Can you help me out here? So they said, ah, yeah, come on. So I came on, sent them an idea for a show called Tornado, where a tornado hits town and this little girl gives up her doll to, uh, for, the, for the Rathbones and all this kind of stuff. And they loved it. I mean, they, they liked it. And I got to write my first episode. And that's how I got started with Adventures in Odyssey. So, wow. That's kind of wow. cool. And, so, and that later became an actual episode in Odyssey, it did. right? It did. It did. And then I wrote Spy Who Bugged Me, Gloobers, and then they invite me to come on full time. And here's the cool first full circle thing. This is really cool. So um, remember my dad used to, you know, to tell these stories on this two-hour trip on the, on the highway, right? And I would hear these stories now from parents talking about, oh, we love Odyssey. Like we, we plan our trip in the number of Odyssey tapes or CDs. You know, we, yeah. we, you know, that's all. Oh, that's about three. That's an album away. You know, <laughs> or it's like, <laughs> oh, that's or that's four Odyssey tapes away. You know, that kind of thing. And uh, what's cool is they listen, you know, on these long road trips, like I listen to my dad's stories, you know, on yeah. the highway. And so it's a way of a callback to him and a nice little PS. Is the town that he that he lived in is um, is a little town uh, that's actually yeah, you're, if you're an Odyssey fan you'll know it's called Connellsville, and it's a, oh, there's wow. a, in, in Odyssey there's a little town next door called called Connellsville, and it was named after that same Connellsville. Paul McCusker was his family is from that area, so it's all these kind of oh, like wow. wow that's kind of cool. So anyway, there's a story. Wow. Have you ever wondered why traditional math curriculums seem like they have a one-size-fits-all approach? Well, that's because they do. The curriculum writers are making assumptions about how quickly your child is progressing, even if your child is actually struggling with a concept. 
which if left unchecked, can become a major hurdle to learning and hurt their confidence. That's one of the reasons why CTC Math exists. It's an adaptive online approach that automatically changes depending on your child's unique learning needs. By adapting to your student's pace, learning becomes not only more effective, but also more enjoyable. Can you imagine? No more tears about fractions. The interactive questions change in difficulty based on how your child is progressing, ensuring that they're challenged at the level that's right for them. Not too hard, not too easy. It's just like having a math tutor who knows exactly what they need when they need it. And as a parent, you'll love the detailed reports. You'll get to see their progress in real time and celebrate their victories and understand their challenges. Ready to give your child's math education a major boost? Just visit ctcmath.com and sign up for a free trial and experience firsthand how personalized learning can transform your child's approach to math. Again, that's ctcmath.com. Recently, my family has been enjoying Redeem TV. They're a Christian streaming service that's ad-free and fee-free with over a quarter million subscribers spread throughout the world. We love their wide selection of movies, documentaries, and children's programming. And their library of edifying titles is always growing and is sure to have something for you. For your next family movie night, I encourage you to visit RedeemTV.com or download one of their apps to your device or smart TV and start streaming goodness wherever you go. And don't forget, they have no fees and no ads. Get started at RedeemTV.com. That is really exciting. Okay, now just just to feed my own curiosity, like how are you supporting yourself before you became, you know, like these five years that you were like sending them ideas for audio dramas, but like how, what were you actually doing in the meantime? Oh, I was um, I was working in television. I was a, um, a video producer, so I did. Uh, I worked for. I was a network executive producer for a, for regional networks. So I was putting together TV shows. I worked for another place where I was doing uh, just video. I was doing video stuff. So I was doing TV, um, like videos and, and TV shows, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. that's great. That's great. Now, for uh, I'm sure that there must be at least some of our listeners that are not as familiar with Adventures in Odyssey. Can mm -hmm. you just uh, explain a little bit, how did you have the opportunity to share the gospel through a children's radio program? What's real cool about Adventures in Odyssey is it's not preachy. It's not like, um, but it conveys the truth of the gospel in a, in a, in, in, in a like a real life situation. And so um, one thing we did with Odyssey is we never, we never talked down to the audience. We wanted to study the best of story. We took story seminars. We took conferences. We took, uh, we watched videos. We talked about story and we always wanted to tell the best story we could so that adults could listen to it and they would enjoy it as much as kids. We have a sensitivity, kids, but we never preach at them. We never talk down to them, but we convey the truth in story. Yeah. Uh, a great example is Jesus. Jesus told these great stories wherever he went. Wherever he went, he told a parable. He told a story. And they might not, and actually, you know, it's kind of, this is kind of bizarre to think about, but his stories were not preachy. They're great stories about a prodigal son, about the Good Samaritan. They weren't preachy in themselves, but they convey God's truth in those stories. Yeah. And that's what we want to do with Odyssey. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, so tell us about uh, the events that transpired after Odyssey. Take us from that you know, point you were writing for Odyssey, then what happened? Oh, 
So I had my dream job working with Odyssey, and then I was working for them from 1997 freelancing till 2005. And they had a, there was a financial downturn, and I I was going to be laid off. And I didn't I didn't know officially. I just had this feeling I was going to be laid off. And the funny thing is, um, I felt like uh, I knew I, I had a friend that got laid off at, at Focus, and they um, he they foreclosed on his house. They repossessed his car, and he went bankrupt. So it's like, oh, wow, I'm next off the cliff, you know? And that's in the natural. But inside, I felt, this is going to sound strange, I felt an excitement. It's like, why am I excited? This does not make sense. (laughs) You know, because I I had this feeling I was going to be let go. And I got so excited about, like, what was going to happen that on the day that um, they were going to make the announcement, you know, I had the tap on the shoulder in my cubicle, you know, I had the long bony finger pointing to the office, you know, so it's yeah. like, oh boy. So I walked the long, long corridor to the office and sit down in this darkened room in these long somber tones and the boss's boss is saying, John, we have to make some tough decisions here. And inside I'm going, yeah, and my boss is crying because we, we, you know, I love working on the show. We work, love working together. And inside him, and they're saying, you're, you know, we're going to have to let you go because of financial downturn. And inside I'm going, yeah, and I'm going, why? <laughs> why am I feeling this way? <laughs> so bottom line, um, I got to work. I, uh, John Campbell referred me to another radio show. I worked on a couple of the radio dramas. I got to, like, God was helping provide income for my family, like, Right off the bat, right for right for Odyssey, they graciously let me stay a little bit longer, like for a month longer. But after that, I was on my own, and boom, making income. Within one year, we had this goal. We had like we were like twenty five thousand dollars in debt. That's a lot of debt, and we're just chipping away with it, just a little bit at a time, you know. Yeah. And here's what happened: within one year, God provided enough money to take up that debt. In one year, boom, done. It was wow. Done. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's, that's God. He's he's so yeah. He is amazing. Well, you know, early before we began this conversation, you mentioned to me all of the different radio shows that you've had the chance to work on. Will you mind just mentioning this for us? Wow. I, you know, my dream as a kid was to do radio drama, okay? And I look back and I started counting it. Just yesterday, I was just thinking about it. I've got to work on 11 radio dramas. It's like, wow. I mean, like, I don't know, 160, 70 episodes, you know, doing different things. But I worked with Adventures in Odyssey, which is the one that got me started. Last Chance Detectives, we did an audio show. Uh, worked with uh, John Bevere Ministries, Athabel and Rescued, did those two audio dramas. Down Gilead Lane. Then Mark Hamby came into my life, uh, 2006. And we started Lamplighter Theater. That was a major moment, you know, with Finian Jones and all that. Uh, then out of Lamplighter Guild, uh, I got introduced to uh, the people that started doing the Extraordinary Adventures of G.A. Henty. So I got to produce that. I got to work with Kids Corner uh, with a bunch of lizards. That was fun. And got to work with Red Rock Mysteries. And now I've worked with uh, a, sh- a new Bible adventure coming out. This this uh, coming out soon is called The Adventum. It's a whole. It's a really exciting Bible adventure series. And I got to w- work with Jonathan Park. And so I got to work with eleven audio dramas. You know what? What a what a. I mean, God gave me the dream of my heart. You know, in so many yeah. ways. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, maybe just for our audience, could you just share maybe a couple couple uh, short stories of just seeing God's hand at work by working on some of those dramas. Wow. You know, what's interesting when you write, um, C.S. Lewis says you write, write what's, write what's true and, and, and the good news will come out, write what's true to you. 
And a lot of times when I write, um, and Phil Lawler talked about this, and Paul Paul Cusker as well, when you write, you you look back and look at those stories like, okay, that I I remember going through that. Like you're you're writing from real life. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the standout things that happened, I was writing for Lamplighter Theater. And I was working on a show called uh, Sir Knight of the Splendid Way. And it's, oh, this is an amazing adventure. It's really cool. It's a story of this knight on a quest. He's going to find the splendid city, but he's got to he's got to work around and avoid and battle the sorcerer knight, which is a representation of the enemy, who deceives him in different, different ways and comes in different disguises on his way to the splendid city. And in this drama, um, the knight... Uh, and I'm writing this, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, it's it's midnight. It's one o'clock in the morning. I'm writing this story. And I remember this time I went through a, a period where um, I just missed the mark. I sinned. I'm, I just messed up with God. And I just went off off the trail for a little bit. And I was feeling really bad. And God was encouraging me, just get back on the path, get back, you know, ask forgiveness, get back on the path. And I'm writing this story. And all of a sudden the storyline came to me. And what happens is, is Sir Knight, as he's, uh, he's, uh, he comes to this uh, this well, and um, through a series of he he uh, he messed up and he got deceived, and because he was deceived, somebody died. I won't spoil it and tell you who, but somebody died, and he's yeah. feeling awful about this, you know. And the shepherd comes to him and he says um, that uh, your life can be defined by the falling. He says the, 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 the he says the path of the righteous is not defined by the fall, but by the rising after the fall. And he says, rise, Sir Constant. And when I wrote that, it was like God was speaking to me. You know, the path of the righteous is not determined by your fall. It's by the rising after the fall. This is a callback to uh, to Proverbs. It says, the righteous may fall seven times, but rises again. And God was saying, rise. He was saying that to me. And I just broke down. I was weeping. It was like one, two in the morning. I was like, oh, wow. It's like when he writes a story through you, it transcends you. It does something beyond you. And it does, it's like his word. His word goes, it, it, it returns without void, right? That's what the word yeah. says. Well, so when true. he writes stories, it does the same thing. It goes, this is beyond me. He's writing for other people through me. But it's like, when you listen to it, it's like, that was good. It's like, that's you, God. That's awesome. So, yeah. 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 That's great. Well, praise God. Praise God. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, listening to some of your talks, just speaking about, you know, storytelling and the best practices of being a storyteller. And as a Christian, the importance to hone our craft and be the best at our craft. Um, can you kind of speak to that a little bit? I really think God deserves our very, very best. We need to hone our skills to give him our very best. And that's what he deserves. And not to do it out of ritual or like a rope, but just to do it because you love him. You know, you want to give him your very best. So I think as Christians, first of all, we're connected with the creator. Hello, you know, with a capital C. We need to be producing things of beauty to draw people to the creator of all beauty. And and so when we put out the best, it's not to draw attention to itself. It's to draw all men unto him. And if we're putting out cheese, the world's not going to see it. I mean, if the world puts out cheese, the world doesn't look at cheese. You know, it's like, <laughs> hello, you know, we need to be producing the very best to point to, to, to point to God. You know, it's part yeah. of our witness, you know, yeah. and we should not compromise our witness. Don't let cheese get in the way of, of God, you know? Yeah. You know, speaking about uh, producing the very best, I know that you've had the opportunity to work with some of the best voice talent uh, oh, in the wow. world, really. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us about a few of those experiences? 
Wow. Um, I guess I'll name drop, but I, it's like uh, <laughs> I got to work with a Golden Globe Award, award winner, uh, Joanne Fraga. I got to work with uh, John Reese Davis. Is just a great guy. Just love that guy. Uh, doc, with doc, the guy who played Doctor Who, uh, Tom Baker, the long, longest running Doctor. Who. Uh, Anthony Daniels, you know, with Star Wars. And what's cool is, uh, you know, it's th- those are wonderful things. Those are just amazing experiences. I remember just like thinking to myself, like. I can't believe I'm directing Anthony Daniels. It's like, you know, this is my hero when I was a kid, you know, it's like it's Star Wars and stuff. And it's just like what God has done is just just blow my mind that, that he's put, you know, give me a chance to direct people like that. But I also get to work with people that don't, quote, unquote, have the name or celebrity. And they're just wonderful people. And what I do, what I love about working with actors, all actors, celebrities and people that are non-celebrities, is that I love when they take this piece of paper that I've got this little piece of paper, you know, it's just like, and I write on it, write words on it. And they make it come to life. They give it flesh and bone and spirit and heart and passion. And they make it come alive. And it's like, I'm dumbfounded when that happens. And they might do something a little different from what I thought. It's like, Wow. That's good, you know? I just yeah. love that process. So working with them, you know, I've got to work with um, some really cool people, but um, all kinds of people, all kinds of actors working on that. So, yeah. But here's the miracle story. I got to tell you this. I'm sorry. This is a really cool story. So um, one of the um, – B- Bill Hyde, who was doing The Extraordinary Adventures of G.A. Henty, he wanted to get a celebrity. And he really wanted Sean Astin, the guy, that, you know, that plays Sam in Lord of the Rings, you know, and the guy that played Rudy, you know. He wanted Sean Astin. It's yeah. like, okay. And I go after – is agent and the agent, you know, whatever. And they're kind of like, yeah, what, whatever kind of, and they're not, they're not paying attention to me. So we're in the studio recording the adventure that we want Sean in. Right. And yeah. it's like day three. We're at uh, day two or day three. We're in the studio and we're taking a little break. Okay. So we took a little break, you know, and people are just kind of milling around, you know, and there's Sean Aston over there texting, you know, what, what? There's Sean Aston in the studio texting. What? It's like what? And I go over and said, uh, "Excuse me, are you are you here for the show?" He said, "Oh yeah, I'm here for Benicula. Is it here?" I said, "Oh, I think that's another studio." He walked into our studio by mistake oh, of all the studios. Wow. He walked into ours, and so I led him to the next studio. On the way down the hall, I said, "By the way, we got this Civil War drama we're doing, and just want to see if you be want to be part of it." He's, "Oh yeah, yeah." He says, "Yeah, I'll do that. Just tell my agent, you know." And he walks. He disappears. So guess what? Wow. I called the agent and said, oh, so Sean says he'd like to work on this drama. <laughs> and we got Sean Astin in our next audio drama for oh, uh, G.A. Wow. with Lee in Virginia. Yeah. And that's how God beamed him into our studio. Isn't that amazing? Wow. So, <laughs> so That is cool. mind-blowing. That and is Sean so crazy. is a cool guy. He's a really cool guy. Just love that guy. Yeah. Just fun wow. to work with. That's crazy. That's crazy. Tell So you mentioned G.A. Henty. Tell us about the Adventures of G.A. Henty. I know that's one of the more remarkable things that you've worked on recently. Can you tell mm-hmm. us about that a little? Sure. Uh, we were at Lamplighter Guild. We worked with uh, worked with Mark Camby on Lamplighter Theater, which was a joy to work on. And we, and Mark always is always pushing us. Hey, let's go to London. So we go to London and you produce all these wonderful shows and stuff like that. And just love work with Mark on those shows. So while we're working on those shows, Mark starts this thing called the Lamplighter Guild. And the Lamplighter Guild is this uh, really cool one-week intensive where we gather all these creative people from all around the world, really, mostly around the States. And we talk about um, pursuing the best in art, the pursuing photography, writing, acting, sound design, music, all this kind of stuff. And um, one of the people I ran into... Um, was the the daughter? Uh, her name's Stephanie. She's the daughter of of my friend, became my friend Bill Hyde, 
and there uh, a guy named Aaron Folin, who has also became a composer. And these guys are talking to me about this show. They want to launch this historical audio drama. It's like, well, that sounds like fun. So out of the Lamplighter Theater came Lamplighter Guild, came the Extraordinary Adventures of G.A. Henty. And I got together with Bill in his place in Little Thompson, Illinois. We started talking about it. And he says, sure, let's do it. So we did it. We, we went to London, and he, want, he wanted to get celebrities involved. He wanted to do the best of the best of the best. So we, we hired the best sound designers, the best musician, the best everything we could find. And these shows are just a, a joy to listen to. Yeah. I know that just within the last couple of years, you faced a very difficult season in life. Mm -hmm. And I know that your faith was tested as you had to trust God and his sovereign plan. Can you tell us more about that? It's January 2017. Um, I just was in for a routine exam, and uh, bottom line is they said I had prostate cancer. And um, a normal level uh, for, like they, they call the PSA levels, is under four. That's normal. Mine was at 20.7, which is high risk. And they said they need to do something quickly. So um, I went, I elected to do radiation and went through their program, and um, it was, it, it really sapped my energy. And um, what was interesting is I just felt God's peace through that, just amazing peace. And a lot of it was I had a lot of people praying for me, a lot of people that might be listening now, I don't know, just just a lot of people were praying for me. Um, a friend started a GoFundMe campaign because, um, you know, my income as a freelancer went down because I, I didn't have the energy to do work, you know. And so my, yeah. my, my energy level went down, my work went down, my income went down. And so a friend started a GoFundMe page, another friend got it out there, and my friend Randy, my friend Steve, and they got it out there. And people started sending money to pay for my, my medical expenses because I was, you know, going through a really tight time there at the time. And what I saw, Paul, was I saw – what I saw was with everybody praying and sending in money and sending in cards, and they they call me up and they text me and they email me and they Facebook me and just like – I saw the beauty of the body of Christ, and it's just I saw it in a real tangible way. I just felt loved. I felt hugged by the body of Christ, and it just um, – there is no feeling like that. I just felt like I had all these people in my corner. They're rooting for me. They're praying for me. They're supporting me, and I can't, I can't describe what – it was – it was. Um, it's hard to describe what that did to me, and that, that yeah. really is a testimony. I, I got healed. I got healed. Um, I I went. Th I, I just did a checkup just recently, just about a month ago, and my level. Remember, level normal level is under four. It was is like one point seven, I think, or one point four, one point seven, somewhere around there. I think it's one point yeah. four. It's like wow. It just like went from way high to like way under under normal, and I really feel that is a testimony of 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 just God's people, the beauty of God's people, the beauty of the body of Christ coming alongside, praying for me and being there for me. And it just, and almost, you know, when I look back, it's like, I just went through something. It was like, it, it, it's almost like I was carried through it. I didn't have to go through it. I mean, I was facing it, you know, but it just, I was carried, you know, by yeah. God's grace and by God's love through his people. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks yeah. for sharing. That's a, it's a real encouragement for us. You know, my wife and I, we were both praying for you during that time also. And I, I, I can just personally testify, just seeing your witness, you know, uh, 
through through I mean what's a really hard hard struggle like that just seeing your witness and just like you know glorifying God through even the hardest circumstances not even knowing why he had you going through cancer but just still acknowledging that God was in control and that he was sovereign and in control at every moment you know and yeah. that you left your life in his hands and I, that was just a beautiful testimony to us oh so. thank you God God is amazing it's like if we just you know, I don't want to, the reason I don't want to disobey him is because I don't want to miss out. You know, yeah. it's like, it's it's not like, oh, I have to obey. It's like, we're talking about obedience earlier. So like, God has so much for us. And it's like, and, and really, you, I look through the Bible and I look at adventures. I look at David. I look at Gideon. I look at all these, these great, you know, they were like normal, everyday, ordinary people that did extraordinary things because of an extraordinary God. And because they obeyed, when you obey, like amazing things happen, you know? So I, I don't want to waste my time in the weeds, you know? I want to, I don't want, I want to just stay right there in the highway of, of his purpose because there's an excitement for what's ahead. I just feel it, you know? And I look back and it's like, you know, if I just, if I died now, you know, at least I'm dying, pointing in the right direction. And I've had like, God's really blessed, but I feel like some really cool stuff is about to come up, but it's just like yeah. that sense of, that sense of adventure with him, you know, the sense yeah. of what's around the corner. I just get that sense that when I'm with him. And I love that. I love that about God. I love so much about God, but I love how he just confirms his word and his way through your life. And he just, and he sends along people to encourage you in the process. And what a blessing that is. And I really yeah. feel that what God's called me to is going to open up doors for other people as well. It's not just about me. It's about when you follow the dream God's got for you, it's not about your dream. It's about it's about his dream through you. And that unlocks other people's dreams behind you. Like there's other people following. So it's like, be faithful, you know, stay on that path that God's got for you. Persevere, hang in there because you are, you're paving a way for other people. It's not yeah. just about you. Yeah. As we're wrapping up our conversation here, can you just share with us, what are some of the projects that you're working on that you're the most excited about or things that are coming down the pipeline? Wow. I'm working on, probably the most exciting thing is I'm working on a, a TV series. It's a supernatural thriller, and it talks about the good side of the supernatural thriller. You know, we hear a lot of the, the dark side. And this is, oh, I cannot wait to get that one launched. That's going to be just, so if you think about it, pray about that one, because that's that could change a lot of, I think I wake up the church to what happens when we pray. Uh, what really happens? We're surrounded by a spiritual realm. What happens? You know, it's spiritual realm. So it's 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 about that. And I think it would also wake up unbelievers that are hungry for a real God of real. That's it, a super. He's a supernatural God. You know, and they drift to the dark side of the supernatural because they're longing for. They want to see like stuff, you know, like real stuff. Like, and they're hungry, they're hungry for God, you know. And so that's what that's probably the number one thing pursuing. Also working on the new Bible adventure called the, the Adventum, which is being produced right here in the studio where I am now, here in San Diego, uh, yeah. by Wise King Media. Uh, that's coming out uh, in a latter part of this this year. That's going to be real. Oh man, I can't wait for you to hear that. Uh, Luke Gano is doing our uh, sound design. Uh, Jared uh, Depex. De Pasquale, yeah, it's doing our, our our music, and it is phenomenal. Wow. So that's exciting, and working on Jonathan Park, and that's been a joy. So we just finished a Jonathan Park episode right here in the studio, and wonderful actors to work with, and just, just a joy. So those are things I'm working on. That's great. That's great. Uh, what What's the key advice, like key takeaways that you could leave with any of our listeners? I would say um, a, a couple things is um, – 
One is if, if you're kind of like lost, it's like, okay, what am I doing with my life? Where am I going? What am I doing? I'd really encourage you to have some, like a getaway time with God. Just get away, just whatever you do to get away with God. You know, it might be uh, take, go out fishing. It might be take a walk. That's what I do. I take walks or take a hike, go to the mountains, uh, go to uh, the forest, wherever, wherever it is, go to the beach, wherever it is that you get some time away where you can just focus on God. No cell phone, okay? No laptop, just you and God. Get some getaway time with God and ask him, okay, God, what? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to, what do you want me to do in life? I don't want to be just satisfied with like, you know, uh, a regular nine to five, whatever. I mean, if God's called you nine to five, that's fine. But it's like, what, God, what do you want me to do? What, what is, what is the adventure you called me on? So I encourage yeah. you to do that. And uh, don't shrink back from the adventure he's called you on. Don't shrink back. Just go for it. Get some people that can encourage you alongside in that adventure. But here, in any adventure, there's somebody ahead of you, a mentor, that's going to find somebody that's doing what you want to do like five, 10 years from now, right? You got people beside you that are encouraging you. John, don't go over that way. Don't go that way. Just keep on the path. Come on, you can do it. You know, you need those encouragers. You need to encourage them also in their adventure. And there's always somebody behind you, somebody watching you, always somebody you want to sow into and encourage in their journey. So be aware all around you when you're on your adventure that you've got somebody ahead, somebody beside, and somebody behind. Okay. Well, John, thank you so much for just taking the time out of your day. I know that you have so many things that you're working on, uh, but I, I just really appreciate you know you just taking the time here and really appreciate your passion for the Lord and your passion mm. to like serve in His kingdom and to share with others. And I just really appreciate that heart of service that you have. Thank you. That means a lot. I just, I just, um, I love God. I love His people, and I just want to. I, I do want to serve. I do want. I want to serve, and it just. Um, so that means a lot to me. Thank you. We've been listening with John Fornoff. Thanks for being on the show, sir. Thank you. Enjoyed it, man. I love how John describes our lives as adventures that God has called us on. I'm reminded how God called Abraham to travel to the unknown promised land, and then again how he called the children of Israel to leave Egypt and travel to the land of Canaan. John's enthusiasm for the adventure that God has called him on is encouraging and contagious. To learn more about John, visit our website, compelledpodcast.com, and search for this episode. In the show notes, we'll include links to the audio dramas that John has mentioned, including his latest project, The Adventum, where you can actually grab a free download of their first episode. Also, I just got done texting with John, and he told me that he's willing to offer one hour of consulting for free to any of our listeners who happen to be writers or authors. So to take advantage of that, again, head over to our show notes page, and you'll be able to find that. Right after the music ends, we'll play you a sneak peek from our final episode of this season, which is airing next week. While you wait, you can find other episodes of our podcast at compelledpodcast.com or by subscribing to Compelled on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. Our final episode for the season will be released next Tuesday, so if you've enjoyed listening to our show, then please share it with some friends and leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Or if you don't use iTunes, a five-star rating on Facebook would be helpful as well. Our show was edited by Zach Fowler, a gifted film editor, visual effects artist, and storyteller. You can find Zach and his work at ZachFowlerImagery.com. Our logo was designed by Josiah Jost, an incredibly talented logo designer. You can reach Josiah and view his work at SiahDesign.com. Our website was created by Ben Billups, a digital developer extraordinaire. You can follow Ben on Instagram at Ben.Billups. 
Our media intern is Frank Allegrea. You can find him on Twitter at TheFrankAllegrea. Our assistant producer is none other than my lovely wife, Sarah Hastings. Without her, this podcast wouldn't exist. And that's it for this episode. Coming up, a sneak peek at our season finale with Jason and Bethany Pilcher, a couple that saw God save their marriage from the brink of divorce, but then years later give them the hardest trial they've ever faced. I'm your host, Paul Hastings, and you've been listening to Compelled. We'll see you next Tuesday. He told me that Zach was going to be very different than what we were expecting, and it was crushing. It was scary, and I remember seeing him um, with lots of lots of tubes and lots of things hooked up to him. And my first response in that raw moment was, "God, what are you doing?" One last thing before I go. If you'd like to meet up this year in 2024, I will actually be on the road for a few events, either speaking or exhibiting at some conferences. I am still nailing down all the details, but already I know that I'll be at the Texas Homeschool Convention in Fort Worth from April 18th through 20th, the other Texas Homeschool Convention in Houston from May 30th through June 1st, the Home Educators Association of Virginia Convention in Richmond from June 6th through 8th, And there's also the chance that I might be at some other events in Louisville, Kentucky and Nashville, Tennessee later in the year, but we haven't finalized those details yet. If you live near any of those locations, then I'd love to meet you. You can also see our latest up-to-date calendar of events at our website, compelledpodcast.com slash events. And I hope to see you there.